Wanders and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor met Salvador and the original crew of the Black Dreadnought. They learned the Black Dreadnought was originally a ship of the Wayfarers, an ancient and advanced society that it now exists only as the fragmented United Colonies. After some convincing diplomacy, the Imposition left the ship to the original crew. All right, so you are all standing in the kind of cargo bay area that was being used as an entrance by the imposition they have all um just kind of departed hastily leaving a kind of ghost town vibe to the place uh what's everyone up to sully's still very hurt y'all are a little bit ragged sully just kind of wants to go back to the ship and get into bed yeah i think jyla will help him onto the ship again just because she doesn't trust him not to keel over at any point hurtful were we supposed to go talk with uh, Salvador before we leave? He mentioned that, yes, but I mean, it's kind of up to you guys if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd go I'd go talk to him. I would go, too. All right, we will do... Um, so is it just the two of you going then, not the four of you? Correct. I think so. Okay, that is cool. Last time you knew where he was, he was in engineering, so you're just going to head back that way? I think so, yeah. It's okay. Most likely a place to start, and then we can get pointed in the right direction from there so getting there this time one seems to be almost a little bit easier like more of the ship is lit up now than it was before so before you were kind of flying past dark or artificially illuminated by external um lights uh large like swaths of the ship that were just unused now all of those are powered up so as you're going through you're kind of seeing a new side of this ship also without like the shroud of chaos over it that is now retreated it's a marvel to behold like ships this big are always incredible feats of engineering this thing especially though seems like unfamiliar but like amazing in its architecture so it's not something that you've seen constantly before but it's interesting to see something this big that is totally alien does that make sense yeah like, normally a ship this size would have to be associated with a certain um, faction. Instead, this time now, it's just totally new architecture that you've never seen before on a massive scale. Um, you are all on this little tram going down to engineering. Anything y'all want to do before you get there? I think Vi at least has her her little drone out and is specifically trying to... Like, record things that feel unfamiliar because she wants to get to know the tech more. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like taking pictures or, like, little scans of things. Exactly. Gotcha. That makes sense. And it's, like, all stuff. Well, not all of it, but some of it would be stuff like, oh, she's only heard about this. Of, like, oh, this used to be a thing. And now it's, like, she's seeing it in real life. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So, you arrive in engineering. It is... Um, a hive of activity. There are tons of people coming and going. The doors are now open. Again, the whole room is now 
totally lit almost in like seeming daylight it's very like it's not overly sterile it is a like lived in space where there is just constant pipe work and um pulsing machines everywhere around you you know like supporting this whole ship is a huge ordeal and very quickly you can see salvador still kind of like standing near the center just directing people and talking and trying to get his ship running again so uh i'll 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 approach him yeah i'm following so good to see you back i trust that the imposition has left my vessel yep uh, uh whatever you said to pontus seemed to have worked he Seemed rather eager to leave. Kind of curious on what you said to him there. It wasn't so much the words, it was just using different parts of the ship's, um, how shall we say, more active transportation systems. They are uncomfortable to many people. Well, he seems to be under the impression that you're a wizard now, so that's fun. Something about any advanced enough technology seeming like magic, you know the drill. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to check in, see what your plans are from here. Well, so, I believe we have a few matters to discuss. The first one being, I need a place to go with all of my people. Um, It would be good to have a heading, we could always head back home, but the issue there is we do not know what we would be heading into. And I don't want to stay here around around a planet, it seems... Hostile, or at least maybe not friendly if they consider me to be a wizard. Yeah, definitely don't want to stay here. We are planning to actually head towards your home world. That is what I figured. There's also, I believe, a ship that needs chasing down. (laughs) Yes, yeah, there is a ship that seems to have been stolen and is heading that direction, and we think it might be trouble. I am guessing it was stolen by something very similar to what stole the Great Wayfarer. That's, yeah, that's what we think has happened. A good plan, I think, to go and find that, you know, this is a chance for us to help each other. Or I guess this is pretty one-sided. Is there anything I can do to help all of you? I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind seeing some of those advanced uh, transportation systems you're talking about. Well, that can certainly be arranged. I think I can find a spare engineer somewhere in my crew that who has not been too discombobulated by waking up some who knows how many thousands of years in the future. So we, we can find someone to show you around maybe the best parts of the ship. But is there anyone else who needs assistance from all of you? Well, um, I mean, if your medical technology is as advanced as the rest of the technology... Our medic is rather hurt, and if someone could potentially patch him up, that would be actually be fantastic. If there has ever been a Quetch-22, it is probably a wounded medic. Right. Fortunately, we have several on staff. Bring him on board, and we can point you to our facilities where we can maybe patch him up a bit. I guess at this point, I'll, I'll get on the comms and let Jyla know, because I'm, I'm guessing Sully's not conscious th- at this point. I imagine as Gilus was like just closing in the door, you know, like toddler style, like, oh, he's asleep, closing the door <laughs> quietly, you know. And then the calm goes off. She's like, Rich, shut up. <laughs> no, I think she'll bring him over like once he wakes up. Okay. The uh, other thing then I think would be transportation. So the way this ship travels very quickly last time resulted in us. Uh, bringing an unwelcome guest on board the ship, you might say. 
So I'm unsure if we should repeat that means of transit or not. Well, if I understand what happened, which it's definitely not my area of expertise, whatever you brought back with you escaped with you and is not there anymore. So perhaps the travel would be safer this time around. Perhaps. But that is also, like I said, not my area of expertise. <laughs> traveling through traveling through extra dimensions to cross space. Definitely not, not something I'm very familiar with. Well, I guess for the moment we do not have much choice as we do not have another means of propulsion. But I guess that is where we stand. So bring your guy on board. We can get him patched up, and then any other assistance, as I said, I am at your disposal. You know, the other thing I was just thinking, Mal, um, I might be able to contact some some United Colonists and see if maybe there's a, a nearby planet. They could at least take some time to get back on their feet before heading back to their home world, if, if the home world's okay. The only problem I the only problem I see with that Vi is we're deep in imposition space right now. I don't know. I'm not sure how we'll get them out of imposition space to get them to a United Colonies planet. Well, imposition's more okay with us at this point, as long as we you know give everyone a heads up. Well, I mean, they might be okay with us, but it's pretty clear they might they're they're not okay with them. Or at least I guess I guess it depends on how the. Supreme Leader. The Prime Leader didn't seem like he had a huge problem with them, so much as Pontus making up imaginative stories about them. And it, it would be getting... They don't want the Wayfarer in their territory anymore. Colonists are all over the place. I'm sure we could find a planet that's close enough, even if it's not permanent, just to kind of get them out of the way for now. Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. I'll also say, like... I'm not going to pretend like I have a map drawn out with distances and space light years or whatever, but it would be orders of magnitude closer to get from the furthest edge of the imposition to the furthest edge of the United Colonies than it would be to get from here to the homeworld of the Wayfarers. Does that make sense? It's closer to get to United Colony space. Way closer. Like, way, 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 way closer, especially since they don't have, like, proper um, engines for what is considered normal. Not a solution I had thought of, but also not at all a bad solution. So that and, is... And it doesn't have to be a permanent solution. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I don't mind it at all. It's just not one that I had thought of. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how do we get this ship to there. Well, it can move. <laughs> it can move slowly, right? It moves it, very slowly, It just... Yeah. It, so it could move slowly towards... Uh, out of imposition space, it just, in terms of going long distance fast, that's where we run into the problem, right? Uh, yes, that is where you would out, Outside problem. of their special engines. Right. Yeah, outside of their special engines, they can still fly, it's just very, very slow. Okay. I guess I, I was thinking it couldn't really move at all outside of their special engines. No, no, it can still move, it just moves slow. Like, slower than your ship would. I would be very happy to be staying someplace more f friendly than where I am right now, so any location you could suggest would be welcome. I will see what I can do in terms of getting a hold of United Colonies and see if we can find a planet that's mostly uninhabited for you guys. Perfect. Is there anything else I can do? Well, and, and in the meantime, until we can, if we can't get a hold of someone or 
uh, if it's going to take them all to get here, we could at least give them a direction to go in, right? Most definitely. I thought they were going to take us to the home world. They gave you a location, not not a not a ride. Yeah, basically, they don't want to risk taking everyone back to the home world. It's kind of like they need to send a scouting party, and we're heading out there anyway. I'm cool with that. I was just curious. So, Jyla, you had just put Sully, like, down. He's basically unconscious. When you hear a a beeping, like, so you get, you basically get called by Malcolm and told to drag him back on board the Wayfarer, and then, like, you're given a location, basically. You can, like, get on the tram and say medical, you know? Okay. Should we go back a... S- a step to where we left Vika and Malcolm. Uh, do you want to? That's up to you. It seems like a reasonable place to have a scene. Is like sure. on our way back to the ship. Is that okay, Zach? No, I refuse to have a scene with you. <laughs> All right. So rewinding to oh, us, like heading back. Yes. So, uh, Sully, aside from the obvious, uh, you know, limping and uh, not feeling so hot physically. And How mentally, are you? it kind of is more of a spiritual thing. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, how are you doing otherwise? You seem less of your usual cool, calm, collected self, which is a bit um, unnerving for me. You're- I mean, God died and made me God, so that's kind of a pill to take. Are- and... I am the only known cure to chaos in the entire galaxy, which is a little rough. And then my girlfriend, who I care very much about, seems to be running headlong into chaos wherever she can find it because it makes her feel better when she blows up things. Is that... Well, that hasn't been a problem before, but it seems to be a problem now. I mean, when we were literally going into a chaos monster, it was a little concerning. Is that... Is that heightened because now you feel like you have responsibility to the I galaxy mean, I at large? I don't know what happens if I die, if this power is lost, if I keep it, and what if chaos infects me? What happens to this power then? We have one shot right now at saving the galaxy, and I don't want to be arrogant and act like I am the only option we have, but looking at this... From a logical perspective, I'm the only option we have. And if my friends and crewmates are running off headlong into danger, even if it is to rescue one another, it is worrisome for me. Okay. Uh, I guess I can keep that in mind. I don't think I can promise that we're like the crew isn't going to take risks to help each other. I'm not saying we shouldn't help each other, but I'm saying maybe we look before we leap a little bit more. This last excursion, we got lucky, but you ran off alone because you thought we weren't turning corners fast enough. Right, because I was worried about our crew. But then I you could got see abducted. how that backfired a little bit. And Vika was clearly very capable of shooting everybody who laid eyes on her. So right, I guess I shouldn't in- worry about that as much. Not and that I was worried, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I do. And even if she wasn't fine, I don't think the difference of 10 minutes would have changed things. And what what would have happened had Chaos been a little bit smarter and put you, put you both in separate places? 
instead of bringing you together? What would we have had to do had you been corrupted and Vika been corrupted and on opposite sides of the ship? Well, yeah, having somebody corrupted who's as good at bombs as I am would be a difficult uh, conundrum to solve. I could see how that'd be problematic. <laughs> he gives a faint smile. <laughs> also, I care about you and don't want you to be infected by chaos. Well, that I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I don't want to be infected by chaos either. I'm not into tentacles. It's not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Well, it sounds like you need a strong, hot bodyguard, maybe, to take care of the savior of the universe. Um, only if she promises to look before she leaps. Well, yeah, I'll be looking out for you. He she gives, gives her a kiss. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Jyla gets Sully set up in the ship so he's comfortable and stuff. Cool, you get Sully set up in the ship so he's comfortable and stuff. You get a communication from Mal telling you to get back off the ship and take him to uh, medical on board the Great Wayfarer. Uh, that's not immediate, though, right? He can sleep for two hours and then... Oh, if you want to, yeah. That's what yeah. I was figuring. I wasn't going to wake him up. Gotcha. Okay. So, he takes a nice nap. Yeah, because that, that gives uh, that gives Vi time to tour the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, we can go to ship touring with Vi. So, Vi... I think I'd probably be going with her, actually, because I didn't really have anything else to do on the ship. Yeah, that's fine. Mandy, what specifically do you think you would be wanting to look for like what what parts are most interesting to you on the ship like what if you could learn more about this what would you like to learn more about i think the two things that she would want to learn more about are what on earth pontus saw oh yeah okay um and then also the dimension hopper Oh, gotcha. The the engine itself. Yes. Okay, so you're left by Salvador, and uh, pretty quickly after that, a n- noticeably younger man kind of bounds up. He seems kind of like eager and like almost nervous, like always moving, kind of like excitable. Hi, what can I show you on the ship? Way too much, way too much, like Camilla. I was that, say, that was, was. Camilla again. <laughs> way too much. Yeah, it's like Camilla's son. <laughs> Hi, what can I show you on the ship? I'm excited to show you anything. I'm still slipping back into Camilla. It's a little Camilla. Sorry. I miss Camilla. Apparently, <laughs> Cody does too. <laughs> well, Salvador mentioned um, something about advanced transportation that threw off the leader of the imposition that was on this ship and i'd be very curious to see what that was oh yeah 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 yeah. okay so uh just stomp your foot on the floor and say a place um bridge and she stomps on the floor (laughs) oh that's an interesting and then uh he's gone and um you feel like that same kind of semi-swallowing sensation you felt before Except this time, it's, like, less festering smelling and does not have, like, an equatable goopiness with it. And then you're just kind of rising up out of the floor on a dimly lit room that clearly has, like, a bunch of consoles for people to work at and a view screen, probably. You know, it's very clearly a large ship's bridge. A moment later, Manny, at least, also pops onto the bridge next to you. Am I, did I go with... If you, if you tap twice on the floor and say bridge. 
I'll probably have not done that immediately. And when I see them both disappear, I'll do it as well. So a a moment's hesitation later, you see Malcolm also rise up onto the floor of the bridge. So basically what it is, um, the ship's most of the interior of the ship is not made out of a solid metallic surface like you would normally see. It's made out of this. And he goes over to the wall and like opens an access panel and kind of shows the wall. It's a what we would call a semi-biological membrane. Basically, the ship's kind of alive. And we can stimulate different parts of it to grow differently. Which kind of makes the whole thing into a slide if you try hard enough. Basically, the ship can swallow you. It's better not to think about it too hard. Well, I think I can see how Pontius might have been unnerved by that. That was quite the experience. It takes getting used to. It's also why we still have a tram. Many people do not like that means of transportation, although it is much quicker than a, than a mechanical tram. But it's also, you know, unsettling, you might say. Vi is going up to, like, the wall and the floor, and I'm guessing it doesn't, like, bounce when she, like, touches it, but she's doing, like, that kind of thing where it's, like, trying to feel the difference. Um, when you do that and you go up and start poking at it, he kind of comes up next to you and goes, so, yeah, I I thought the same thing, too, right? Like, it should be kind of squishy if it's some kind of, like, semi-organic thing, but the thing is... You can kind of tell it to take on a lot of different structures very quickly. So, for instance, check this out. Go sit on the chair over there. And he, like, points at, like, the main chair in the center. Okay. So you go and sit on it, and then he, like, goes over to the council next to you and goes, Some people prefer something that feels like wood on the seat. And he, like, punches in a command, and you can feel the seat get rigid underneath of you. But maybe you like flying in luxury. He, like, hits more, and you feel yourself, like, sink into a now, like, cushioned and padded seat. So as he's pushing buttons, she's, like, over the arm of the chair, like, watching him do that. So is this, is this programmed into the ship, or is it, you you just have to talk to it? There are many presets. The talking and tapping is, like, a quick thing we have programmed in for getting around the ship, if you're into that type of transportation. So, out of game, yeah. th- uh... This is reminding me a lot of the, I can't remember what it was called, from the Interstellar Council when we went into um, the army, like, recruiting area, and Vi talked to somebody who had, like, little, it was, like, things, it, it could, like, make bridges. Oh, yeah, 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 it was, like, uh, yeah, like. It's a similar technology, but not exactly the same. Does that make sense? It does. My, I guess what I was wondering is, is it similar enough that I would think that the Interstellar Council would have gotten the technology from this ship, hence chaos? Um, okay, so... Or is that too big of a leap? Honesty time... That was not an intentional nugget that I left to be discovered at this moment. That being said, it is not it is not wholly accidental that you found a partially alive ship, chaos got a hold of it, and now chaos has this way of growing itself organically. That is not accidental. Okay. That is kind of like chaos took what it found and twisted it into something usable for itself. Chaos has a large foothold with the 
interstellar council and therefore they would have access to this technology does that make sense it does so it's not like exactly like you made up an appropriate connection that i intend to say with the narrative with details that i did not intend to say that with so yes you're <laughs> right you got it's like when you show your work wrong and get the right answer you got the right answer but you <laughs> did show your work wrong cool. so i don't want to just be like no you're totally wrong about this Okay, after examining it a little bit longer, uh, what what was the guy's name? Marty or Manny? Manny. Vi looks up at Manny. So I I also want to ask you about your dimension travel jumper engine that you've got in the back there. But um, is there a way I could? Uh, sounds really weird, but get like a sample of the ship here. To take a look at a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of a cool part of it. Check this out. He um, pulls just like a regular folding pocket knife out of his pocket. And he goes up to the wall and he like taps on the control panel. And you can see like the wall shift a little bit and become more like soft looking. And he just cuts a square out of the wall, peels it off and then hands it to you. And then hits another control on, and you see the walls start to grow shut. I think she kind of, like, holds it for a second. Like, she doesn't really have anything to, like, put it in. And she's like, okay. What does it What does it feel like? Uh, in this state, like, unpleasantly, when disconnected, it would probably feel, like, meaty. Feels like, feels like a chunk of flesh. Yeah, kind of, but it'd be, like, it would be floppy, like... When uncommanded, I would think, you know. Oh, I was thinking, like, slime. It wouldn't turn to goo. It would keep its shape. But imagine, like... It's like raw steaks. <laughs> yeah, imagine meat with no bones or blood. You know, it wouldn't have blood in it, but it would also not be being told to be something else. Okay. So it would be, like, whatever the default would be the easiest way to have this stuff, which I would imagine would be in, like, rolls that they could, like, have. So, yeah. So the thing of it is, right, It it has... DNA, so the entire code you could say for this material is stored in each piece of the material. That science checks out. Don't even Google it. That's how it works. <laughs> I don't, uh, that's really amazing. I'm, I am very excited to take a look, a closer look at this. But in the meantime, can we go take a look at that dimension jumper? How do you want to get there? She stomps on the ground and says engine room. Uh, Alright, so same thing, like, you can now kind of understand that basically the ship is swallowing you, and then, yeah, just swallowing you through the ship. I think to her this is really cool, like, it's-, it's This would be, like, a, like, bonkers technology, yeah, yeah. Like, it would be insane. Yeah, no, she's having, like, a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Mal goes for the tram. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mal, Mal will do it again. <laughs> Of course, of course, before he does it, all right, here we go again. <laughs> Engine room. Are you, like, secretly sitting to yourself, like, what if this gets installed on the honor? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> From now on, this is the only means of conveyance. All the rooms are sealed shut. <laughs> uh, okay, so you all pop back into the engine room. When there, he kind of starts directing you around. The first thing I'd like to point out is these are what we would consider to be a traditional engine in that they are mm, a m mass displacement engine. 
for lack of a better term. Basically, we shoot things out the back of the ship to push it forward, right? Like traditional rocketry propulsion here. But the uh, otter drive is this one back here. And he kind of like walks you past what you would recognize as like fuel containers, normal stuff to have on a ship to go at in universe what would be considered slow speed. So this would be like your impulse engines, right? And leads you back to a device that is kind of uh, nondescript in appearance. So it doesn't have a lot of big flashing lights. It doesn't have a ton of circuitry going in and out of it. It is kind of like a big metal box with a control dis- with like a control console attached to it. And any of its like inner workings are hidden, but it's not huge. You know, it'd be like the size of a car, you know, next to like massive jet engines that would be used to push this thing through space. So this is what we call the skip drive. Um and okay, so this is the like somewhat problematic full disclosure part. I have a working understanding of how to use and repair this, but I am not the person that came up with it, and there's only one of them. Who's the person that came up with it? That's an extremely sensible question. Allow me to access my repository of historical names of import. Hang on. He goes to Wikipedia and quickly looks up a name for this person <laughs> who it's reasonable to assume you might want a name for. I guess it's not Captain Hector. Oh, no, no, definitely not Captain Hector. It was the great inventor, Paula. <laughs> Just Paula. <laughs> That's how good of a name. It's kind of right. like Caesar. That's what I mean. Like, Paula is just the name for engineer in their culture Zach. now. Zach, Caesar is a title. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't it his also his name originally? I don't think so. His name is Julius, right? I thought it was... I thought yeah, it was like, there's been a lot of Caesars. There's, like, Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar. I thought Caesar. it was Julius Caesar, and then they started oh, naming I Caesar see. after him. I see, I see. No, I think it's more like Cher. No, it's more like Paula Fern. <laughs> Is is this Paula on the ship? Nope, she sure isn't. So I'm technically, like, the head of this, like, area, you know? Like, I'm the lead engineer of this ship. And like I said, I have, like, a working understanding of how to use it. This would be the equivalent of he is a mechanic for this thing, but not, like, an engine designer. Does that make sense? Yes. Is there anything I can do to learn how it works? Ooh, yes. What is your intent with this? So in my mind, Chaos was able to jump into this other dimension world. And even though he doesn't have the Great Wayfarer anymore, he is aware of that world and could possibly do that again. Yep. And I want to know if there is a way to do that without it. Uh, well, no, I just want to know if there's a way to do it for us who are not chaos or harmony. Uh, okay, so this is going to be one of those times when I'm going to make you roll plus weird because Dang there it. isn't a super instruction manual for this. And um, there, um, okay, so... You bring up something that I, like, don't want to tell you how to play the game, but there are answers to your questions beyond what you're doing right here. 
that makes sense. We'll we'll get to it. Do the roll first, and we'll see how it goes. You sure I can't do plus sharp? Uh, all you got right now is plus weird. Okay, well, it's an eight. Oh, okay. Well, so an eight is partially successful. So you've always had an affinity for machines, and this machine is someplace that calls out to you much like home. It feels natural to be on board it, and I would say that feeling even kind of stretches to this device in front of you. Even though you have spent a lot of time kind of repressing almost this kind of like weird instinct that you have with machines, or maybe not like exploring it as something beyond I'm able to fix things pretty easily, you know, like that's just not a like muscle that you've exercised. Mm -hmm. When you touch this device as boring as it looks, like instantly in your mind, you almost feel you like see what could only be described as living schematics, like moving and shifting in your mind's eye. It's disorienting to the point of you actually taking damage when you do this. You just take one damage. It's not the end of the world. I but... just keep getting damaged this arc from touching things. <laughs> <laughs> no touching. Well, it kind of makes sense in this ship. It's like sort of haunted, cursed, kind of. Um, and so what you're left with is like kind of a blueprint to follow and a new instinctual understanding of the science behind this. This is kind of similar to, like, uh, what was the guy that had an apple fall on his head? Newton. Newton. Like, Newton had an apple fall on his head, and then that gave him, like, this instinctual thing of, like, things fall. You know, it's, like, something you've always known, but then this was, like, it, like, clicked, and you're like, oh, got it. Like, it's like learning a new mathematical concept that now suddenly not just you know the formula you know intuitively why that formula works gotcha that is what just kind of like snapped into your head when you touched this and like reeled back from like what felt like a blow to your mind so in even plainer terms does that mean that i could potentially replicate this it sure does okay oh hey are you okay uh usually people don't freak out like that when they touch the blink drive, usually it's just kind of like, I don't know, most of us just ignore it because we don't ever almost have to work on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, Hang on. I didn't call it the blink drive before I called it the skip drive. Sorry, the skip drive. It's a joke that he has. He calls it the blink drive because blinking is like skipping sight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still discombobulated from being possessed for a million years. That's the reason I got it wrong. Not because I hadn't named it. Until right when I called it that. <laughs> Don't even worry about it was not paying attention to your naming convention. Um, oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm surprised that you weren't aware of the inner workings of it, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know how literally every single part of the ship works. I kind of know how every part works together more. Does that make sense? Sure. Is there anything anyone else wants to do before I do my next planned thing? How much do I heal? That was my next planned thing. Okay, yeah, he wakes, Sully's gonna wake up and Jyla will take him down to the med bay on the other ship. Uh, okay, so you, uh, load him onto the ship and, you know, get in the tram, say med bay, and instantly you're off racing through the ship. It's not like a forever, it's closer than the engine room because it's more central to the ship than the engine room is, which is all the way at the back. On your way there, again, you're kind of given that same new view of 
like at once kind of old feeling, but also very unknown feeling technology as you're rushed through the ship. Once you arrive in medical, like the door slides open and it's basically like you're walking up to what looks like a hospital almost. Like you can see that there are like many rooms that are meant to like house patients. There's like a front desk area where like normally you would expect people to like come in and check in. Most of that is empty. When you enter, there's just one person standing there. It's a like middle-aged woman. Again, the same kind of features that uh, Vika has, which I believe is like the scale pattern on the shoulders and cat slitted eyes. Is that correct? Yes. Perfect. I understand we have a wounded crewmate. Come on in. I might be a little rusty. He turns around. <laughs> <laughs> Jayla like walks him back. Well, hopefully not too rusty because yeah, um, I my bedside manner might be lacking. But come on, I I mean you're our only patient for right now. Hopefully it stays that way for a bit. <laughs> well, Sully is not, not a good for patient. Too long because he's gonna be fine soon, right? Well, I haven't done any initial scans or anything, so I got no idea what's going on. Maybe you should wait out here. No, I'm staying with him. Yes, I think I should wait out there. That sounds... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Charlie, like, lays him down on a bed. At this point, she, like, grabs Sully by the ear almost and is, like, dragging him. I have had no end of complaining patience since I started this job. Every single person on this ship thinks they're invincible and then they come and see me at some point. Should we tell her that I am categorically invincible, Jyla? Now is not the time to mention it, I don't think. Okay. I'm here. Like, I'm right here. How are you categorically invincible? Jyla said I can't tell you. Correct. Okay. Anyways, lay down on this bed. And she kind of, like, pushes you um, onto, like, a medical examination table. I mean, I guess he lays there. He's not really feeling well. <laughs> if he's pushed down, he's not going to really spring back up. All right, just lay there. This won't hurt a bit. You feel like a sharp pinch. <laughs> mm, that's about right. right. <laughs> yep. Anyways, so there's like some beeping and whirling as a machine works. I think the aesthetic that I would imagine this technology going for is kind of like new old in that it's difficult to understand how it works by looking at it. So all these objects would just be like plain and vaguely glowing. And that would be odd to you. Like usually you'd be able to understand how something like this would work, and instead it's confusing. You know, this would be the equivalent of having a computer without a screen. Like, how are you interacting with that? Like, you know. Can I touch it and magically know how it works? Um, <laughs> you could, but it would be really hard. <laughs> I'm joking. All right, well, you have, like, acute trauma to, like, all of your organs almost equally, which seems strange. Sounds about right. So... Generally, what we would do here is we have some uh, rapid regeneration tanks we can put you in. Might take, like, day at most to try to repair some of this. It encourages cell growth. Rapidly. Is he gonna be conscious for it? It sounds painful. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard whether or not it's painful, because generally people are unconscious when we put them in there. So you'd give him sedatives before you put him in. Yes, definitely before. Okay. Jyla is very suspicious. <laughs> Medica sus. 
We're just doing a scan in the medbay, Caitlin. <laughs> now, now the question is, are we going to leave that line in, which then tells everyone exactly when we recorded this, which is about a <laughs> month after Among about? Us became popular? <laughs> I, I used to say sus all the time, constantly. So much I said that phrase. <laughs> well, Sully, how do you feel about that? If it heals me, we are planning on doing more battle with chaos in the near future. Great, we'll start right away. And then you feel a pinch and you're like vision tunnels. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.